Welcome to another episode of Viatorian Voices Conversations on the Way. This is pre-associate Dan Masterton from Vocation Ministry, and I'll be your host for this special episode in our series on Catholic social teaching, A Lively and Enlightened Faith. This episode will unpack the CST theme, The Preferential Option for People Who Are Marginalized. Catholic Relief Services CST 101 explains it like this. A basic moral test of any society is how our most vulnerable members are faring. In a society marred by deepening divisions between rich and poor, our tradition recalls the story of the Last Judgment and instructs us to put the needs of the poor and vulnerable first. A quick word about the terminology. The word preferential is not meant to imply we should prefer to be poor or that experiencing material poverty is somehow good. Rather, it is a challenge to give preference to people who are marginalized in the way we think, speak, and act. Moreover, the word option is not meant to imply that this is an optional mindset that we can choose to embrace or reject. Instead, it's a use of the word opt, meaning to choose or select. It challenges us to actively choose to consider marginalized people and intentionally think about how our actions affect them and could potentially help them. To put this all simply, Christ calls us to consider people who are marginalized in every decision we make individually, communally, and socially. To help us examine preferential option for people who are marginalized from a Viatorian perspective, we'll first hear from a Viatorian brother who will dig into Viatorian history and spirituality. Next, we'll explore the long-running service outreach led by two Viatorian associates. Finally, we'll offer some practical examples of how to live out the preferential option. At the end of each segment, I'll offer some questions. I invite you to pause the recording to reflect and discuss. Let's go. Part 1. Brother Peter Lamick has been a Viatorian since 2016. In addition to his day job ministries as a teacher and coach, Brother Peter is an avid reader and enjoys turning to Viatorian history and documents to enliven his prayer life and ministry. I talked with Brother Peter about how the preferential option is woven into the Viatorian history and DNA. First, I asked Brother Peter to reach back to our founding and how this mindset was part of Father Curb's original inspiration. Father Curbs was somebody who read the signs of the times, uh, was serving in a rural poor parish outside of Lyon in the town of Verl, and he noticed that the young people didn't have access to quality education or catechesis. And so Father Curbs envisions this mission to respond to the rural poor children of France, and his original vision for this mission is rooted in that that spirit of the gospel of responding to those who are marginalized, those who are in a way desperately in need, in material need, but also in that need for you know love and care and a need for providing for uh, their future. The initial impetus of Father Curbs was to respond to the needs of young people and in those on the margins through education and through uh, the ministry of the parish. Then, Brother Peter cites stories from history, describing how Viatorians have long been committed to opting for the poor. Throughout our history, we've seen the charism of Father Curbs continue to animate our mission through the, the particular ministries and efforts of individual and, and small groups of Viatorians, brothers and priests, and now more recently, brothers, priests, and associates. I can think back all the way into the, the late 1840s during the Irish potato famine when a small group of Viatorians 
who were in Montreal, Canada, were responding to the sick and dying Irish immigrants who were migrating to Canada. In fact, they were serving these Irish immigrants who were housed in these big quarantine camps because of infectious diseases, even put their own lives at risk in giving last rites and attending to the needs of this group that was marginalized and desperately in need. Think of a small group of Viatorians in the 1940s who served for four or five years at a school for young people who were deaf in New York. I also think of Father John McGuire, who's a priest, a professor of sociology, and the core of his life work was being a labor activist, particularly for children, and striving to get legislation passed that protected children in the workforce and altered at what age children could actually work. I also think of uh, Father John Eck. He was passionate about reaching out to young people who were homeless. And more recently, I think of Associates Ken and Michelle Berry, who really over the last few decades have organized outreach efforts to poor communities in Kankakee. And they've done just an amazing job of connecting young people to those on the margins. Next, Brother Peter offers some ways that we can take the idea of the preferential option and bring it into our lives of faith, personally and communally. I think the first one is to start with ourselves, to strive to see all people as human beings with dignity, to strive to see those who I encounter on a daily basis as people with dignity, people with value, people with inestimable worth, who God calls me to treat in a way that is befitting of their dignity. I think the next thing is beyond ourselves is to to look at the community in which we live and to take notice of are there persons or groups within my community who are pushed aside. Uh, It could be I'm in a high school. Who are the the people or groups who in a way are uh, not treated in a way that's befitting of their dignity and worth? Another really important way to live out this principle of Catholic social teaching is to be intentional about carrying out the corporal works of mercy, to really be intentional about taking the time to feed those who are hungry, to give drink to the thirsty, to clothe the naked, to make sure people have access to safe housing, to be intentional about going to those communities and encountering uh, those people who are desperately in need and who are Push to the margins. Finally, the preferential option is a universal call for all Christians, and it even should appeal to any person of goodwill. Brother Peter reflects on how Viatorian young people, and all members of our communities, can and should see this ideal as a part of our spirituality and a part of discerning our vocations. I think another really important dimension of this conversation around this principle of Catholic social teaching connects with vocation and discernment. God calls all of us to be missionary disciples, but God also has a specific and unique calling for each of us. And uh, some of you listening right now are called to dedicate their lives to those who are on the margins. This could take on a, you know, a variety of forms or different types of services. Could be education, could be through healthcare, could be through being a lawyer, uh, or even a business person. So each and every one of us in being Christian disciples are called to live out the principle of Catholic social teaching. However, some of us are also called to dedicate our lives through our vocation, 
through our daily work to reach out to those who are on the margins and to strive through works of charity and also works of justice to not only provide for the immediate needs of those who are on the margins, to address those fundamental issues that, are, that cause them to be marginalized in the first place. Something for our young people is that we're all called to be missionary disciples, and God has a calling and a vocation for each of us, and in a way, an invitation for each of us to respond to the needs of the world, to respond to the needs of those who are on the margins. And I think when we encounter people who are on the margins, there is this invitation and this work that's taking place. I think it's the work of the Holy Spirit that calls us to really think about how can I respond through my life, through who I'm called to be, through what I'm called to do, to meet the needs of the world. Questions for Reflection Brother Peter cites a few examples of how Viatorians have opted for people on the margins throughout history, and our ongoing ministries reflect this priority too. What Viatorian ministries resonate with you as you hear about them? Brother Peter discusses ways we can integrate this mindset into our individual and communal actions. Are there ways you feel that you already do this? Are there ways you believe you could adjust and grow to live this out more fully? Our vocation can be thought of as the place where our gifts, talents, and passions meet the world's needs. As you consider your vocation, do you imagine the work you want to do can help people who are marginalized? How can your vocation be something that opts for the poor? Also, to hear my whole conversation with Brother Peter, listen to episode 46 in the podcast feed. Part 2. Associates Ken and Michelle Berry have been bringing young people to Pembroke Township in Kankakee County, Illinois, for service outreach since 1999. The area has significant material poverty, and the Hearts of Hope visits are focused on maintenance, repair, and basic building projects to improve the homes and community life of local residents. Working with funding support from local faith communities and the Viatorians, and with tradespeople willing to lend a charitable hand, they partner with the residents and give our young people a chance to do something together with this community. First, Ken shares some of the concrete needs in Pembroke and how their service tried to meet these needs. One of the biggest needs uh, out there that was uh, kid-friendly to do was uh, basic rehab and uh, the need for storage space. A lot of small houses, people pieced together their homes. Nobody had a closet. So it turned out we built, you know, the secure uh, backyard sheds, which, you know, facilitated the, the tubs and the things that they could put their valuables in, basically. And so that was some of the initial focus was providing that, that storage needs. And also, uh, there was a, a lot of things that needed uh, help in just basic plumbing and electrical. Well, we had the ability to make things uh, better and safer. They were. Uh, they had some situations that just weren't safe. They were fortunate. To, uh, so those were immediately addressed. Our kids and our parishes really rallied uh, to the, uh, you know, what the kids were experiencing out there, and a lot of support. A lot of tradespeople jumped in with us, and uh, a lot of things were made better very quickly out there. 
just a lot of the uh, tradespeople and their connections, their networking just brought a lot of advice, a lot of you know monetary help, and there was a, a, a lot of fundraising. Yeah, the Viatorians were just so key uh, in getting us established. And Next, Michelle describes what Pembroke is like and how their youth ministry members engaged in this service. It's close to Kankakee, but it's miles and miles away from Kankakee. Um, when our kids go out there for our mission week, a lot of the times it's gotten better in the last couple of years, but before that, cell phones didn't work out there. So when they would go out for their mission week or even go out for a service Saturday, you know, they didn't bring their phones because they didn't work. They were totally out of their element. And to interact with the people that they were serving, they just saw the need and they connected on a spiritual level and on a basic needs level with these people. We never had any problems getting kids to go to serve because they stayed connected throughout the year. Finally, Ken talks about the Viatorian attitude they take with their youth to try to get to know the community and its residents more closely. Not only the work part, but also there'd be times uh, where we'd break away and we'd talk to the, the homeowner, the, the seniors out there, uh, actually, uh, at times, we've uh, had interview sessions where we had interview teams with our kids to uh, have them share about their uh, experiences growing up from their youth. We, we learned the, the history of the community and uh, what they went through growing up in uh, the society through the 40s, 50s, uh, and on, and uh, how things have changed. And it was quite an eye-opener. It's, it's a good uh, thing how the, the Lord... Uh, is processing them, uh, processing their hearts. But I think they're also seeing that uh, they're, they're understanding the body of Christ. You know, the Lord is teaching them uh, about others uh, that, ha- that are in these situations that are there to help. And uh, so they're seeing that it's not an overwhelming thing, uh, even though it's a tough thing. And, uh, and the important thing is that they have that heart that uh, wants to help. Questions for Reflection In what ways is a community with significant material poverty, such as Pembroke Township, marginalized? How do these people end up disconnected from mainstream life? When it comes to weekends, weeks off from school, or summertime, what are the things that young people want to do with their time? Does service often factor in? How could young people help friends and peers consider people on the margins when choosing how to spend their free time? Opting for people who are poor often takes the form of service, like clothing and toiletries collections, home repair and building, and more. How does the simpler action of greeting someone and engaging in conversation also become service? What does a conversation do for someone with privilege? What does it do for someone who has been marginalized? Also, to hear my whole conversation with the Berries, listen to episode 45 in the podcast feed. Part 3. To build on our reflections on Viatorian spirituality and follow the example of groups like Hearts of Hope, it can be helpful to look at some specific examples of opting for marginalized people. First, let's consider an individual example. When it comes to personal finances, best practices say we ought to set budgets for ourselves. This means we need to look at the income we're making and manage the ways we plan to spend it, with an eye to responsibly saving money for longer-term needs as well as living within our means. There are rules of thumb. Like for housing rent or mortgage payments, you shouldn't spend more than 30% of your income. Or that you should take a 50-30-20 approach that puts half of your money toward needs 
30% toward wants, and 20% toward savings and investment. But what about a rule of thumb for opting for the poor? One way to do this is to literally budget for it. Just like you would create a line item for your rent, utilities, or cell phone plan, also add a line for the preferential option. Each month when you make your payments for bills that are due, you would also make a financial donation that specifically helps people who are marginalized. Even something as small as $5 per month will keep the option toward the front of your mind and build it into your outlook. You could keep an eye out for social media posts, news stories on radio or TV, or stories from friends or family about communities facing particular struggle. Then you could turn and apply your budgeted amount for the month toward this group. It is of course good to be very generous with our time, talent, and treasure, but a good cornerstone for this might be creating this budget component that becomes a lasting habit. Next, let's look at a communal example. During young adult years, we find ourselves often attending weddings and baby showers as friends and family get married and have children. These gatherings often come with registries, special lists compiled by the newlyweds or parents-to-be that collect the items they would like to have as they start their new home or prepare for their child's arrival. These registries can include a wide range of items with varying costs and varying necessity. At times it can seem like a lot of things and a lot of expense. Yet for many people, this collective effort goes a long way toward helping them get established. If and when you find yourself creating a registry for your big occasions, consider opting for marginalized people with your actions. As you build a wish list, think about how you could direct some of the gift giving to people who are on the margins. Perhaps you could build a second registry of items for people facing hunger, housing insecurity, or joblessness, or one for expectant or new parents, and then donate the gifts you receive from this other list. You could also include donation links in your registry that allow gift givers to donate money to organizations that serve marginalized groups. However you do it, you could encourage folks to split their shopping between gifts for you and donations to organizations accompanying people on the margins. And then these pooled gifts could help your family as well as people on the margins. Finally, let's look at a social example. In addition to being spiritual homes for our lives of faith, churches are social organizations. They must fundraise to support their own operations from buildings and grounds to staff compensation and benefits. Additionally, churches can and should use this social organization for outreach that does charity and works for justice. Sometimes this comes through second collections, special additional appeals for folks to grab a few extra bucks on top of the normal amount they give to the weekly collection to go toward a particular once a year cause. It's important to consider these emergent needs, but sometimes actions like this can cause fatigue among community members. Some communities try a different approach. They promise their members that there will be no second collections. Instead, they simply ask that everyone give all they can in the main collection basket. Then they pledge a percentage, say 10%, of every week's collection and redirect it to a special cause, whether a perennial collection like Mission Appeals or a timely need like disaster relief. They then publicize this rotating recipient in announcements and bulletins. This way, they do not overextend donors, and the process of opting for pressing social needs becomes a part of normal giving. Questions for Reflection we need to opt for marginalized people in our individual actions. What is one way you think you could do this? We need to opt for marginalized people in our communal actions. What is one way you could bring people together to do this? We need to opt for marginalized people in our social actions. What is one way you could organize a social group or organization to which you belong in order to do this?
That's all for this episode. Remember, in the preferential option for people who are marginalized, Christ calls us to consider people on the margins in every decision we make individually, communally, and socially. How will you respond? For more information or to seek accompaniment in vocational discernment, visit Viatorians.com, follow Viatorian USA on social media, or email vocations at Viatorians.com. On behalf of the Viatorian community, I'm pre-associate Dan Masterton. Venerable Louis Curbs, inspire us. St. Vider, pray for us. Adored and loved be Jesus. Amen.